Linden Boulevard represent, represent, Zen Tribe Core Quest represent, represent. When the mic is in my hand, I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam back in the day was Eric B for president. Rude boy composer, step to me, you're over. Brothers wanna flex, you're not mad cobra. MC Shorty. Alright, welcome back to the DeliveryBoysports.com podcast. I'm your host, Connor Gambrell. Switching it up a little bit. Coming back from the, the layoff, and uh, you know, I decided we'd, we'd change up from from bugging out and move to a different Tribe Called Quest song off of the, the front of my favorite album, uh, Steve Biko from the Midnight Marauder album. The first song on that album, fantastic. Look it up, classic bangers. Just uh, real quick before we get to Dollar Bill Pottle uh, and the heater that he is on, I got to talk a little bit about the Heisman Trophy. Obviously, that's the big news this week, Saturday night. Uh, the big reveal, who's going to win the Heisman, who who did who ever vote for. Uh, and I think it comes down to one thing, or two things really. Bryce Love, bless your heart for taking a cross-country flight for no reason at all. Like They're just going to say, thanks for coming, your suit looks great. Wow, those are cool socks. Thanks, Bryce Love. Um, appreciate you coming. Wow, here's a shot of Bryce Love's family. Cool, great. Um, it, it, on your way now, sir. Uh, it comes down to Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. And if you're a Heisman voter, it should come down to whether you believe that the trophy should also include off the field black marks on your record looking at you baker um if you think that your heisman trophy finalists or winner uh shouldn't be tackled by cops in the off season and drunkenly just running around campus like an like an idiot or if you think that your heisman trophy winner should be a repeat winner who's had the exact same season he had last year with a worse team stats in certain areas uh has become a better thrower shout out lamar jackson um it's got to be Lamar's award. We're basing it on both in-game performance and off-the-field stuff. It's got to be a Lamar Jackson award. It shouldn't even be close. He's got the same amount of rushing touchdowns as Bryce Love. Again, sorry, Bryce. Like, Appreciate you coming out, buddy. More rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Has become a much better pocket passer. Trust me, I saw him just dismantle Kentucky his first two drives. Just throwing from the pocket. Was 7-for-7. Seven seven. Should have been 8-for-8 eight eight his first two drives. Had a touchdown pass, not been caught. Uh, Lamar Jackson, still the best player in college football, and some poor, poor, dumb sap of an NFL GM is going to take uh, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold over Lamar Jackson, and that's that's going to be fun to just point and laugh at the Browns or the Jets, whatever dumb teams make that mistake, or or if there's a team that drafts Lamar and is like, you know what, this guy who threw for 25 touchdown passes with a 60-plus completion percentage he'd make a great wide receiver he'd make a great special teams gunner if that happens man I shake my head okay all right on dollar bill pottle there's my there's my case for lamar as the heisman trophy winner dollar bill pottle on the other side of the break Bullshit, uh, like surcharge for yeah, pro- like a processing fee. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, our computer algorithm ran its thing, and here's you. Ha- you owe us thirteen more dollars. Yeah. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now joined on the DeliveryBoysports.com podcast, uh, a man who who doesn't need an introduction because he's been the the partner in crime here on on the DBS podcast for so long. Uh, Dollar Bill Pottle, uh, you're on an insane run against the spread, picking college basketball games. I mean, it's been it's been incredible. I really don't want it to end. So it's gonna end. Yeah, I mean, every streak, every streak is gonna come to an end at some point. But I just gotta let the people know, for those who who don't follow either one of us on Twitter, as of this point, I think you started like the first night of college basketball. Is that correct? That's right. All right. From then to now, December sixth. This is dropping December seventh. You are forty-five and seventeen against the spread. That's right. That is incredible. Hats off. All the hats off on the floor at your feet. Incredible dollar bill. So, can I tell you the percentage in a while? I think I'm around 74% or something. But just to give. <laughs> that's that's stupid. People expectation well, of what to expect. Since 2014, my record is 289 and 207, 58.3%. Which is which, well above the 52% threshold, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm almost like that's kind of due to come down. But, you know, you, you get these lines early. A lot, a lot of it is um, not a high limit better, so... I think that percentage would probably be around 55 or betting like a thousand a game or something like that. But so I get these bet online numbers a lot of them are early and then early in the season. Um, a lot, uh, well, that's not, not including my record are some of these exhibition lines that you just can absolutely crush. And I tweeted some of those out. I think I went like six and one or five and one on those. Um, so I think the key is like, I have a model that I've tweaked over the years. Like, for example, this year I've changed free throws, and then I get the um, the blue ribbon uh, feature. Uh, it's like a installment, college basketball installment. It's like 365 pages. I read it cover to cover, and uh, I feel like that, that really helps me in November. And three Novembers I've done it, I've really been able to kind of jump on the market and get an advantage. And as the season goes on, um, the market kind of corrects itself. Right. But with that, knowing who the returning starters are, uh, just having looked at some of the exhibitions, you, you just know who some of the teams, like for example, opening night, I think I'm actually going out to Vegas for opening that next year. Because, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. Um, Stations Casino, uh, there was Iowa State was playing Missouri in a big game, big opening game when they or opening night it was supposed to be a big opening game. And Iowa State, if you read Blue Ribbon, and you followed Iowa State over the years. I mean, they'd be not, they've been dominant with a bunch of JUCO transfers like Monte Morris, Naz Long. Um, list goes on a guy looks like a pterodactyl <laughs> and they essentially lost 
everybody. It was a, it, I mean, it was a complete rebuild. And Quanzo came into Missouri and he brought in two or three JUCOs. They had two two guards that were seniors that were returning that uh, weren't that bad. The rest of the yeah. team was just terrible last year. And then he got both porters to come. And so it was like, okay, you've got basically a team of no nobodies that is in a total rebuild, and you've got Kwanzaa, who's basically got a bunch of ballers now. Yeah, but it's still Kwanzaa. Missouri. Yeah, it's still Kwanzaa, but you expect that line, Missouri at home, you expect that line, Connor, to open like minus five, minus yeah. six is what I expected. <clears throat> One of the books in Vegas opened it. Missouri plus one. Whoa. I mean, I, I would have loved, loved to have been out there for that. I mean, that would have been, I'll make big bets, but that would have been a thousand dollar bet. No yeah. question about it. Um, so that's just, I'm just trying to give the users examples of how you can, uh, in Missouri end up poor, the, the guy who's going to get drafted, Michael Porter, he ended up not even playing and, they still crushed him by 20. That's how bad Iowa State is this year. Yeah. So, um, there's just a lot of, it's not like football. Football is a lot harder to beat. Um, uh, this, these markets are a little easier to beat because there's, there's not a lot of focus on college basketball. Right. And, Espe- especially as, early as football, in the year. Exactly. Right now and in November, everyone's still focused on football. As conference season rolls around, it's a grind. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a grind. I think I got down like two years ago, twenty units in during conference play, and then just during conference, I was up before that. But then I eventually rallied and actually had a winning year in conference. So, um, yeah, I'll be tweeting. My, my the plan is to continue to tweet stuff all the way through the um, the. Uh, conference tournaments and I'll probably stop I've never really had much success um, in the NCAA tournament the lines are just it's just like trying to beat the NFL everyone's yeah. in on it everyone knows about who's good and who's not so uh, trying to just out there trying to help some people make some money and uh, I think some people have made some money and um, yeah some of these lines I tweet are early at bet online but you can get a bet online account from what I've heard is Seventy percent of people bet. I mean, the limits that bet online are two hundred twenty dollars on these openers. So I mean, people actually, I think they're two fifty. From what I understand, eighty percent of betters bet below a hundred dollars a game. So most of the people out there who who are following me can all have to do is get a bet online account when I tweet these openers. Um, most of them are gonna. Not most of them, but a lot of them are going to go in my favor. For example, like last night I had Texas that opened like four and a half at battle line at close seven. Ended up losing, but I mean, they were up 19. That was, that was totally the right side of the whole game. They yeah. just, they missed like five or six free, free throws. I don't want to get into it. I don't get upset about it. <laughs> you don't want to open. Look, you don't want to get upset about your one loss when you're 46, 45, and 17. I was 17. Just giving an example from yeah. last night when I was. Yeah, I mean, I don't get upset about losses anymore. I think the key is to um, bet flat. Don't bet too much on one game. If I have, if I like a game a lot, I'll, I'll go two x on it and post that. But I just don't get too many highs and lows anymore. Um, 
and when you get off to a good start like this, um, uh, it's easy to, uh, it doesn't bother you as much when you lose. And so for, for example, I keep track of, those are, there's coin flip games. Like last night was a coin flip game. I mean, yeah. they missed six free throws at the end. And so this, so far this year, I've won six of those coin flip games. I think probably all of them have been front door covers by Duke and I've lost like four. A and M Arizona last night. A and M minus minus one in Phoenix. Could have gone yeah, either way. That was, that was that's a coin flip game. It's a coin flip ending. I was surprised yeah. that uh, I was surprised that how many points that A uh, and M scored. I thought they would score a lot more points. I mean, you know, we put up like ninety one on Arizona and A and M put up like sixty seven. So I mean, it's not been good for our conference here the last couple of weeks. No, no, it has not. So, the SEC in basketball has been. Uh, not, not great. It got we got off to a good start, but I mean now that Arkansas lost to Houston was awful, wasn't it? They yeah, lost by like thirty points after no. they beat UConn. I think so. I think A and M's going to have to carry the weight for the conference this year. And as a Kentucky fan, that that hurts me to say, but I really like their team that that they got out there. That Tyler Davis kid is a beast in the in the post, and then DJ Hogue. I, I like A and M a lot. If they were if I could switch teams with them in Kentucky, I would think about it. I'm just gonna make a few I've gotten a few DMs about my process and stuff and I didn't really want to type out or anything, so I'm just gonna ramble on a little bit more, Connor, yeah. if you don't mind. No, absolutely. I was gonna point you in that um, direction soon anyway. Just I my mentions, anytime I mention you, I see a tweet. Uh what's yeah, what's the process like, Dogville? Um so that's kind of the, I had the algorithm. You, you get it. You get a jump early, and um, I've never had like I've always crushed November. December's usually been pretty good, um, and so you get an early jump on college hoops. That's the way to beat it. And then I've got my own kind of algorithm I've created over the years. I get the data off TeamRankings.com. Anyone can do it. Put the data in Excel. Um, I wish I had a bot that could. Um, take the data from team rankings and put it into my Excel so I wouldn't have to do that once a week. So if there's anyone out there listening that can help me with that, um, I'd actually be willing to pay someone to do that for me because it does take me like 30 minutes to update that every time. But anyway, got the algorithm. And then I, I look at Kim Palm's numbers. I look at Sagarian's numbers. I, like, I think I like Sagarian better. And then there's something out there called a college basketball ranking composite, which is about 27 different statistical ranking sites. And it, what it does is it takes a composite of all of them and it uh, ranks them all, ranks all the teams. One, it, it doesn't give like a number of what, like for example, Kempon will give you the exact. You, you know, you're a subscriber. It'll give you right. the exact number of what um, what it's going to be. And then Sagarian will give you the exact number, but he'll rate each team and you can deduce it. And what that online does is they usually take the average of Sagarian and um, and Ken Palm. And there's, there's just situational spots where those are off. And early in the season, their their models aren't right. So their models are becoming more right now. But like it's just spots during the year where you can 
like last night, Arizona, I thought Arizona was a good spot. I wish I would have taken it. I mean, Texas A&M has been out, has played a ton of games, been out on the West Coast. And Arizona, they've got a lot of proof, and they had a ton of talent, and they ended up winning that game. But you could have gotten them at bet online plus three and a half. I mean, you would have never sweated that game at all no. if you would have taken that line. You know what I mean? No, no, no. So, I was watching that line all day yesterday, and it went from three and a half down to one. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the important key is, and there's a lot of people who are listening to this know this, is um, to get the best of the number. That's that's the only way you win. If you if you beat a number by half a point, you're going to break even. That will, that's enough to beat the big. If you if you beat the number by a full point, you're a you're going to win your bet, bets over time. So. Um, if you beat a number by a full point, you should feel pretty good going to the game. If you beat the number by half a point, you should still feel pretty good. I mean, it's just a 50-50 proposition that you enjoy. But if you're not beating the number um, by, by that, then it, it's uh, it's not a great thing. So, like, for example, I've been tracking this year, and I beat the number more than I have not. And, I mean, like, I think it's like – Looking right here, our record versus the closing number so far this year is 64%, which is good. I mean, no one's going to go 80% against the closing number. Right. Maybe some people can at bet online. But, yeah, I recommend um, – I'm a small volume guy. I, I usually won't play more than six games on a Saturday. A lot of people all out there I see will post 12, 18 games. That's, that's too many to like, I, keep track of. So, well, I mean, it's it's successful for them, Connor. I mean, they do they do well with it. So if they they can do that, they can. I just think the market's too efficient to be able to do that. But so I try to narrow it down to a top five or six. And the other thing is, um, I, I can't take a swing of losing. Even if, you're going to have a fifteen in one day, but you're also going to have one of those four and twelve days. And when I have those days, I don't eat. No, I can't sleep. But just, just losing that much money is not not a fun thing. So um, that's kind of my rant on my podcast. Yeah, no, People th- can DM good. me or ask more questions. We'll, we'll throw it up there on uh, on the. Um, we'll put it up on Twitter for sure. On Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we jump off this, how much of your process is contrarian? Where you see seventy percent of public money is going one way, and you're like, well. I don't necessarily believe in this number, but I'd like to be on the other side of all this money. The only thing, the only area where contrarian, I think contrarian maybe matter a little bit in college football, um, but I don't think contrarian matters in college basketball at all. I don't think the market is uh, liquid enough for it to matter. So, like for example, I was on Wichita State the other day, and my friend called me, and he was like, "Look, ninety percent of the action is on Wichita State." So. I'm not going to bet. I'm like, well, have you seen the line move? I mean, it, it doesn't really, 90%, it's just not enough money to really, it's just not enough money to really matter. So I don't look at percentages at all, Connor. And what I do look at, I've got, I do diligently, another thing I'd recommend people out there do is diligently track like records. So I, I look at what conferences I'm good at, like a conference play, for example. For example, I've been really good. My, Top conference, interestingly enough, over the years has been the uh, Pac-12, and then second is the SEC, which would be no surprise since right. I 
you and I both know that conference inside and out. Um, I'd, I'd challenge people to track that. I'd also track my, my record with um, favorites in um, home and road. And actually, my best records are laying short, short home favorites for whatever reason. So laying points. Typically, I'd, I like to take points in college uh, football and basketball and NFL football. I mean, some years I break it. I, I mean, I'm, by no means am I uh, – I don't put nearly the time in football or that I do in basketball, but uh, it's just interesting the dynamic, the different dynamic of a different sport. Um, whereas in basketball, uh, I, it's been proven that I've been more successful just through my record-keeping by laying points. I mean, anytime I take a dog, I, I get nervous, but I do win with dogs, but it's just not – as much so people out there listening just to if i'm laying a short home favorite i mean my record's like 63 percent over the years so that's maybe maybe that's all i should do connor is that big on short home favorite look so i mean like, if you're doing that that if it, you're doing it and it's working that's all that really matters uh it's good yeah. that you know that eventually the tides are going to turn against you and you're going to go on a oh and eight run but it's incredible to see you right now as you stand 46 and 17 uh, and that's why I kind of want to post that part, this podcast out there too, is because I hope people understand that uh, if I hit this seventy five percent, I would not be here, and my family would be out in Vegas, and we <laughs> right. we would be millionaires. So, um, oh, and best and best believe, I w- best believe I'll be on the next flight. This is not sustainable, but you never know. It could be a good. It could be a really good year. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's – it def, there's definitely going to be – I mean, last year I had a really good year. I think I went 1-9 and nine at one point. I mean, there's going to be that run. So, we'll see how it progresses throughout the year. But, yeah, I'm excited about the start. It's been fun going back and forth with some people. And, you know, some people actually pointed out to me, like one guy came to me and said, you know, you're uh, – you don't seem to be doing well when you lay heavy favorites. So, I went back and analyzed and – over the year, I haven't done as well laying heavy favorites. I mean, I'm still winning better laying heavy favorites, but yeah, when I lay like 20 or more, it's, I haven't done as well. So, all right, so that is I welcome the feedback as long as it's not um, trollish. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. As long as it's hey, look at this number I found. Not hey, lol, you lost. That, um, that would be a nice troll. Right. Uh, compared to some of the stuff yes. I see from, not to me so far, but some of the other people on Twitter. So, all right, let's get into our our pool now. For reminder, yeah. for those from last year, this is the same pool. Uh, Survivor, straight up, not against the the spread, just straight up picking winners. Uh, we get a slate of ten games. Most of the time, it's the spread on this, these games is ten less than ten points either way. So it's. A challenge to pick out one or two, or in our case, three games that we like. We get three picks. Um, three picks a week. You can lay three picks on one game. You can spread them out, do whatever you want. Um, and Dollar Bill, I noticed we can pick teams multiple times in this pool. Yes. we Remember, I'm, I'm the one that's always like, I was picking three times, and you're just like, oh, let's pump the brake. Yeah, because so it's you. terrifying. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you can take that. No. Um, but, yeah. 
you can pick teams multiple times in this pool, and uh, we can go through the list if you want to. Yeah, let's let's run through it. Uh, first off, we got UCLA against Michigan. That's a noon start uh, on Saturday. What are you thinking there? You know, UCLA is. Uh, if I had to pick again, pick it, I pick Michigan just because they're at home. A rule of this is I generally don't like to take road teams in this thing. I don't think we took a ton of road teams last year no. just because anything can happen on the road. But I do have one road team circled that I think he may have circled too. We'll see. All right, next um, up is Marquette and Wisconsin. You couldn't pay you know, Wisconsin me. Wisconsin is. You couldn't pay me to watch. Go this ahead. Game. I will not watch this game. You know. It's, Wisconsin has seemed to kind of found themselves. They lost by 30, but they kind of seem to found themselves the other night. Let's see how they come out. I believe they're playing, I think it's tonight or tomorrow night against another. It's tonight. They're playing Temple tonight against another pretty good team. So let's see if they. Uh, they've got talent. They've got Iverson. They've got Hap. They've got. Uh, yeah, I can't name all the guys, but uh, Marquette is just a bunch of shooters. They are the, really the true. Yep. Wojo, mold, unathletic, just play really hard. <laughs> unathletic. <laughs> they're going to hack and grab on defense, and they're not going to get called for every foul, and they're going to hit threes. They're going to take charges and slap the floor. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't want any part of this. What about no. you? Nope, I'm out. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Valpo and Ball State. I have no opinion on this one. You know, Ball State is uh, coming off the win against Notre Dame. Valpo's a better team. Valpo's on the road, though. And uh, my numbers probably make it around to pick them. So I don't think we should so, do this in yep. a survivor pool where there's no spread involved. All right. Uh, next up, we got Virginia Commonwealth and my second favorite team on the season, Seton Hall. This is the one I would want to do 2X on if you would want to. I mean, you said the second favorite team on the list or the season? Uh, both for me. I mean, they, they beat Louisville. So anytime you beat Louisville on the road, I'm a big fan of you, um, and and I just I really like the way that this team plays. You know the the interesting thing is everyone thought it was going to be the um, Kadeem Carrington show and the uh, God, what's their big guys name? He's like candidate player of the year. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, are you talking about Desi Rodriguez? No, that's the guy. Desi Rodriguez just came on. And just absolutely torn it up. He was not expected oh, to do uh, what he Delgado, did. Angel Delgado. Yeah, Angel Delgado, the double double machine. Yeah. yeah. So everyone thought it was going to be the Carrington and Delgado show, but now they've got this third element in um, Desi Rodriguez, and they've got a sophomore who is has stepped up too. I mean, they, they're they're looking dynamic, Connor. Yeah. And, and, uh, and here's the old school basketball in me: senior, senior, senior. Those three guys that you listed. And they've got another senior that starts, too. Um, forgot his name. So they've got four seniors starting. I just don't feel like they're going to lose this game. Texas was up by 19 at VCU last night. VCU lost a ton. All they've really got is Tillman. And um, I, I, I just don't see how VCU is going to come into Seton Hall. And with all these – the seniors know the importance of a game like this. They're not going to lose this uh, – game to VCU. No, this is that's a huge I make it like a I make them like a fifteen point favorite. So Yeah, that's a that's a resume building game. And th- like you said, the seniors on that team know that. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So is, if, if, if this would be my number one. 
but yeah. it sounds like it's your number two. It's my number two, but I, I'm they're interchangeable for me. And I really okay. only had two games that I liked. Um, is there another? I think we're going the same way. Okay. Is so. there another game that you saw that jumped off the page at you real so quick? Only, the, rest of, the rest of them are all sketchy. There's, there's, I'm going to go through the two that will probably also win. I think Wichita State is probably going to win versus Oklahoma State. Right. Um, Wichita State's coming off a bad game, so I think that Oklahoma State's best player hasn't been cleared yet due to that FBI scandal. I think his name's Jeffrey Carroll. So I can, it's just a road game is the only thing. The other other one that I liked was uh, Fresno State's actually yeah. good this year. Yeah. Was that the one you That's, liked? That was the one I liked. There we go. But yeah, Fresno State is actually good this year. I can definitely see them blowing out Cal Poly. Cal Poly doesn't have bring much to the table, so I'd be on board with that. But my second favorite one is uh, West Virginia versus Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh lost to Shamanon. This is a team lost to Shamanon in Hawaii by 24 points. So yep. I, they, are, they are awful, Connor. And West Virginia is a top 25 team, probably top 15 team, really. I mean, they beat UVA the other night. They finally got the press going. It's just isn't going to be much of a game, I don't think, yeah. even though they are a road team. No. And, and it gets, get Kevin Stallings on out of here. That's all oh, I, that that's all I needed a, to see. I, see I think Kevin he was Stallings kind of forced out of Vanderbilt. That was probably one of their worst tires ever. You let Jamie Dixon go, who's now pairing it up at TCU, yeah. which is weird. And now uh, – <laughs> you, hire, you hire Kevin Stallings. What a – Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down with laying two on Seton Hall and and popping another on West Virginia or any of the other games that we mentioned. Uh, Oh, you like the Fresno? Let's do Fresno. All right, we'll do Fresno. Uh, That was your favorite. Fresno, West Virginia, and Seton Hall. How about that? Works for me. See, this is what I like. For those of you who are listening, you're like, oh, I bet these guys have talked back and forth. No, like literally, the the last five minutes that you've heard is the only time that me and Dollar Bill have talked about these games. And guess what? When you watch a lot of college basketball and you talk to another person that watches a lot of college basketball, you're going to come to the same conclusions more times than not. And Pittsburgh is very bad. Fresno State is okay. Seton Hall is very good. And the other thing that I I will say is sometimes, last year, I think a couple times as we got down the stretch, we ended up, we don't want to humble brag here. We ended up winning this thing last year. Sure did. Um, uh, last, I think a couple times on the stretch, you're like, you know, this drive dies before it's all. I'm like, no, man, the first, the first gut instinct is usually the right instinct. Yeah. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. And we ended up taking it down. Yeah, so. shout out. Again, big thank you, Tyler Dorsey, um, Aaron, yeah. the, the entirety of the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Rhode Island, you screw you guys. You gave me a heart attack. Yeah. How about the Hawks keep losing so they can get Bagley? I love How it. Awesome that Either Bagley or Doncic or Mo Bamba. Any, if we're in the top five, I'm happy with whatever player falls in our lap. Oh, yeah, who's the uh, European? That's, is this guy really that legit? Doncic? there in Bagley? Uh, I, look, personally, I would be upset if they took him over Bagley because Marvin Bagley is just a freak. But – any other guys in the top five uh, of this year's draft are – they're ball players, And Doncic is doing this thing right now. The dude from – I forget where he's from. He's from one of those weird – he's a, a white – Is he a big he's, or a small guy? Uh, he's a f- small forward. 
Is it gonna be like a dirk or something? Uh, wouldn't say dirk. My research. Um, I was just shocked. They showed the they had like eight and a bunch of guys up there the other night, and I was like, "Who the heck is this European going number one over Bagley and Porter?" Yeah, he's doing this thing right now where he's like, "I, I might not come over if if I get drafted this season," which would be just idiotic. Yeah, he a little bit of a shooter, athlete, good passer. I would be happy if the Hawks drafted Doncic, uh, but I'd much rather have a, a guy that I watched for a year in college, whether it be Aiton, who is just a freak, uh, Bagley, who's same thing, or Mo Bamba, any of those dudes. I just want to see a superstar in a Mo Bamba. Did yeah. you see his dunk last Grandma night? Bamba. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Sick. Oh, my God. That what about Miles Bridges? Um, no. A top five pick or – weren't going to be a top five pick. I take Miles Bridges. I think he's somewhere in like the 10 to 12. Here we go. Here's how it's going to go for all the, the Hawks fans or people who have watched the Hawks basketball for a while. Um, the Hawks are going to have like a 48th overall pick. All the guys we just talked about are going to go ahead of us, and we're going to get stuck with like some dude. For- get stuck with Miles Bridges. And he's going to be he's gonna be very good, not great, and he might lead yeah. us to a seventh overall seed. I can totally see that. All right, dollar bill. Anything else going on? Uh, Have they rescheduled that boxing yet, or they're not going to do that? Uh, they still haven't. Triple G and Canelo, there's still been no talks at all between the two of them, which tells me that Canelo Alvarez knew that he lost, is being a little bitch boy about it. But whatever, not upset. Um, when it does happen again, though, you'll be over at the place. Uh, so it is happening again. It better. You, you it, it, it better. Why, why have there been no talks? After all, um, that was a fun fight to watch, man. I, I no idea, no talks on nothing from either side indicating no rumor mill or anything. Nothing, nothing that I've seen. Um, no, the big big news in boxing this week: uh, Vasil Lomachenko and Guillermo Rigondeaux uh, fighting on ESPN for free. Uh, and the best part about this: to the two best technically gifted boxers of their generation, best amateurs, two of the best amateurs of all time, uh, and two really really good pros. Teddy Atlas is not going to be on the call, so you can watch it without hearing weird metaphors about water in the oh. basement and horses. And him complaining about the officiating, which yes. everyone knows is awful yes. anyway. Yep. So. Thanks, thanks, Teddy. Didn't Forgot about all that. Um, what was it? Oh, real quick before you go. I Before you came on, I gave my thoughts on the Heisman Trophy. Uh, yeah. Hit me, hit me with your cellar, Bill. We got uh, Bryce Love's. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Who, who are you taking? Yeah, I just get on my little bit of a soapbox. I just don't I think they the trophies kind of lost its luster. You got guys like Johnny Manziel, guys grabbing their crotch, winning the Heisman. There was another one in there between Manziel that was really questionable in character too. I forgot who it was. Was it it wasn't Cameron Newton, was it? No, it's went <laughs> to Auburn. But everyone else I can see I can see through a different lens that some people would think that hold on. Let me pull up last couple highs in the winners. I'm sure the people on the podcast are loving this. Yeah. Oh, this is a great radio. Uh, if you if you're still listening at this point Say, give us some kind of code. Or yeah, you still Yeah, just tweet us pumpernickel or something. Tweet the word pumpernickel to us tomorrow. Um, but no, I, 
before you came on, I think we're going down the same road when it comes to the off the field stuff oh, that they that Winston, they claim the, you got Winston, yeah. Winston and Manziel and then uh now you got this guy who's gonna win. I mean, I just think the war's starting to lose some of yeah, If going. you're gonna if you're gonna claim and you, that, you could argue Newton too. Um yeah. I, that's a fair point. You could probably argue Newton, even though nothing was ever proved. Right. <laughs> right. Smoke, there's fire, but there was no fire. There's just a lot of smoke. But the the top article is least deserving Heisman winners of all time in Baker's pictures right there. So, well, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Well, so, I, I think. Do you think of Lamar? I think it, it should it should be Lamar. It definitely should be Lamar again. I, I said that in the open. If if they think, if, if you're one of these people that thinks it should be an on the field and with a smidge of off the field, Baker Mayfield. Ha- on his record, like you just go to Twitter and search Baker Mayfield, one of the first things that's going to pop up is that cop video of him getting just thrown to the ground like an idiot, drunk and disorderly, um, grabbing his crotch on the sideline, which I I wouldn't even hold that against him because Kansas was – Kansas deserved that in that game. They earned that. Um, but Lamar Jackson's had pretty much the exact same year he did last year with the worst team. He's gotten better in some statistical categories. He's got more rushing touchdowns than Bryce Love, who's a Heisman finalist. Uh, a guy who, at the start of the year, Saquon Barkley, people were like, oh, Saquon, going to be the first running back to win the Heisman. Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards than he does. He's got 25 pass touchdowns, 60% completion rate. I think it's his. it should be his award again, but uh, the voters are probably going to swing it back to Baker. Now, this is coming from a Kentucky fan. It is. It's it's so hard for me to say all this, but I think he's still the best player in college football. Yeah. I like Bryce, but uh, it's going to be Baker, seems yeah. like, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's performance on the field this year has been stupid. 40, 42 or 45 touchdowns. I think 42 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and five interceptions. That's ludicrous. No one's arguing the numbers because he's been fantastic on the field. But I think his off-the-field stuff is overshad- overshadows that just a little bit. What do you think about the um, – were you the BAM or the Ohio State bandwagon for the fourth spot? I think it should have been Central Florida. Oh God! Yeah, I'm one of I'm one of these I'm one of these I'm one of these guys. Yes, no, no, no. Ohio State, you can't. Yes, they won their conference, but you cannot lose by thirty to Iowa. You just can't. Um, Yeah, Alabama, you didn't even play for you didn't even win your division. I don't think you can be in the playoff if you didn't even win your division of your conference. That's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I think it should have been Central Florida. They they played the most fun brand of football for me, and they went undefeated, won their conference. Uh, yeah, they got into some weird shootout games with Memphis and South Florida, but screw it. I, you know what I love? I love games like that. Throw the ball 80 times, play zero defense, try to score more than your opponent, and I would have liked to have seen that against Clemson instead of Alabama-Clemson, uh, but Clemson's going to roll right over them, I think, so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As Bitcoin hits 14K. Crazy, man. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. Holy cow. All those, the f- cryptocurrency. Wow. That, uh, something. Yeah, I could have gotten like sportsbook payout like $1,000 like a year ago, mm. which would have been like, it would have been like, and they offered it to me in Bitcoin. I'm like, what is this? Bitcoin. What is I this? this? I want this. I want cash. Uh, and I know I would have just like let it sit in an account if they would have sent it to me. Mm-hmm. It would have been like one. It would have been like one point six Bitcoin, Connor. 
Can you uh, imagine that? I have like twenty thousand dollars compared to a thousand right now. That's how much is going on. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and like I'm knowing you and knowing me, like nothing. You, yeah, you just would have set it aside, not even thought about it, and then saw news that Bitcoin hit 10k and went, "Oh, that's right, I have 1.6 Bitcoin." Neat. <laughs> I have, probably would have sold it then. Though. Yeah, yeah. But sweet. Still. I have here's sixteen thousand dollars. Thank you. Yeah, but I've gotten in on it now. I'd recommend everybody get in on my wallet. So. All right. Uh, anything else before we go? I don't have anything, do you? No. Uh, follow Dollar Bill on Twitter at PoddleAid1. If you can't find him, he'll be tagged in the description for the pod. Um, incredible heater. I hope it goes on all season as someone who's – we're partners in this straight-up pool. So I hope that well, it's a little bit different than – spread so right uh, we will definitely be back next week for sure this is something that the the survivor pool the people need to know and and you know what it's just fun it's fun talking to you for 30 minutes every week i enjoy it yeah it's a good time yeah um uh, real quick a teaser next week next wednesday on uh wbhf in cartersville georgia uh connor I am hosting Connor talking to myself third person like a freaking Tarzan. Uh, I'm hosting uh, three and out uh, at eight a.m. on WBHF. I will call Dollar Bill. We might have to do our pick. We might have to do our pick live on air. I don't know. We'll talk about it. You can talk about whatever you want. Just tell me another topic you want yeah. to talk about. I can prep for it. Yeah. Game online. You're game for whatever. Is it just you doing the show? Just me. Just me from everything. Okay, everything I've been can, told, uh, everything I understand, it's just me. So, should be a good time. Is this is this Wednesday? Yeah, next Wednesday. What time? Uh, eight a.m. to nine a.m. or maybe nine to ten. Oh, I don't nice. know. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll update the people. Yeah, uh, I had one more thing, but I forgot. Oh, what about Kentucky? What What are your oh. thoughts on? Is a fan, is a guy who wants more to know more knowledge on. They're going to be good. They're going to be a good team. They're not a good team. By the end of the year, by the end of the year, they'll be playing defense. Offensively, they're going to struggle. Like I I think you hit the nail on the head earlier this season. I don't know if you texted me or tweeted me, but you're like, these guys aren't going to cover these big time favorite games, and they're just not. Like they're they're not a good enough team to beat a team by forty. They're still very young, of course. If you've watched any Kentucky game, the announcers have told you 20 times it's Calipari's youngest team. Um, they play; they can be the best defensive team in the country just because everybody's got stupid long arms and is athletic. Uh, where their sh- struggles will be is going to be on the offensive end. Uh, I don't think this team can consistently put up 75 points a game, probably a 68, 70, you know, the middle number in between there, uh, 69 points a game team like they're just gonna have to. They're gonna struggle to score against good defenses, and that's what's gonna scare me in March. But I think they'll be they'll be tops in the SEC or close to it. Who's the player to watch besides Knox? Uh, besides Knox, you like my player to watch? I would say Quade Green. I, I like his game. Uh, point guard. He can shoot. He doesn't shoot and enough for my taste. Like I think he's only taken eight shots a game. He needs to be 10, 12 shots a game. Um, a lot of people are going to say Hamadou Diallo just because he's a freak athlete, but uh, give me Quad A Green as, as a guy to watch. I over. saw that. Uh, what do you think about Shadudu Alexander or whatever? I saw he's averaging like two point eight steals a game. Oh, Gilgit, yeah. 
most of those are like tip passes because he's he's at the front of the zone. Which point Cal- guard too? Yeah, it, he's a combo Being guard. Green rotate. Yeah, um, but he's at okay. the top of the zone. Calipari's playing much more zone this season than he has in the past. I think that's just because of the stupid length that this team has. Uh, but he's at the top of the zone or at the top of the key a lot. And he's just getting into passing lanes. It's not like he's picking guys' pockets. He's a six-six guy with like a seven-foot wingspan. So he's just you know using his using his arms. And yeah. Like I said, that, that feeds back into the defense thing. They play really good defense, but they're not they're not fun to watch offensively. Yeah, I watched I watched him play Vermont. Yeah, we're not very good. No. Maybe by the end of the year, though. We'll see. Yeah. As always, by the end of the year, they'll be fine. Uh, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, what's up with Auburn? Like, how are they shaking out with the whole FBI deal? Any news on that? Yeah, it sounds like the so two of our three two of our three best players, probably our best player Austin Wiley, um, is out, and our third plus best player Daniel Purifoy is out. Um, Daniel Purifoy's mom got paid by Chuck Person uh, around, I think, $15,000. I don't think he's going to play this year. It was talked about with Wiley's mom whether or not he would get paid, but no payment was ever made. But we're, we're, I guess we're just being extra extra special careful about that. But Wiley will play at some point is from what I understand. And I don't know. If he didn't take any money and all he did was talk about I mean, he can talk about anything he wants, yeah. right? I mean, we could talk about, I mean, I don't know, sports gambling, but we're not. We're just making picks. It's different. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, Dollar Bill, be good. The rest of the team's pretty good, though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's it. All right, Auburn, pretty good. Austin Wiley, maybe didn't take money, probably didn't, but definitely talked about it. Chuck Person, actually a bad guy. Fresno State, good. Pittsburgh, very bad. Um Seton Hall, very good, seniors. Uh, and Dollar Bill's picking winners, so jump on the bandwagon before he gets cold. Don't forget to go ahead and drop in, lock in those three while you're yeah, yeah. thinking about Oh, good call. Good call, because I would have looked up Saturday at 3 o'clock and been like, so, all those all those winners we hit, did you, did you put them in? <laughs> no? Oh, shit. Typically, we'd have... Uh, a song playing us out from the Dollar Bill Pottle interview. Before we get to the last song that's going to be played today on the DBS podcast, I just want to uh, talk about why it's important, why it's an important song to be played. Uh, I remember when Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest passed last year. It was just a gut punch for me. Uh, when, when one of your musical heroes or one of the people that you really liked in music uh, passes, that's something that you, you only know when it happens to you and you only realize how much uh, that artist means to you or meant to you when, when it happens. Uh, so this one goes out to Scoots uh, d- with David Cassidy passing uh, a couple weeks ago. I know that was hard on him. So we're going to finish off with a Partridge Family Banger. I'm sleeping and right in the middle of a good dream. All at once I wake up from something that keeps knocking at my brain Before I go insane I hold my pillow to my head And spring up in my bed Screaming out the words I dread I think I love you 
This morning I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with And so I just decided to myself